And I think a lot of times those trials are what shape us into the right, quote-unquote, right person. Renegade Atlas, charting God's plan for your life. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Chad Hawk with... Matt Dowd. Today, (laughs) we're talking about expectations, right? And we have these ideas of what our expectations are that we think are might be true or perhaps we feel disappointed in and we get let down so hmm. that's everywhere yeah yeah you see that played out in little kids who own big corporations or uh in people's marriages yeah in their personal lives right so yeah it's pretty prevalent yeah one of the ways this plays out is in success and failure. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think part of the reason is people never clearly define what their idea of success is. Hmm. They accept either the world's view or <coughs> perhaps something from their parent or mm-hmm. uh, a spouse or um, a sibling or uh, some, you know, I've referred to it as your MFTPs, things we learn from our mother, father, teacher, preacher. Oh, right. That might be true for some people, but not necessarily for ourselves. Yeah. Or what about the idea that success is some kind of destination rather than some kind of process? Oh, of course. Yeah. Of I f- course. I feel like I get hung up on that one sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or w- in fact, we see it played out in sports a lot. In sports, we're always, you know, the game starts, it lasts for 60 minutes, and then it's over and done, and somebody won or failed. Mm-hmm. And then we think that's what success is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So everything we do yeah. in our culture and our society pushes us it's that direction. It's all about a, yeah, like a destination or an end, like a yeah. an outcome, an outcome. Well, what it means is that we live our lives as events, not a process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to borrow from another podcaster that I've listened to, I've heard success defined as the gradual realization of a worthwhile goal. The gradual realization of a worthwhile goal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more about the process of doing something purposeful than it is necessarily about completing something, Mm -hmm. you know? And I know for me, it's like success and failure is more of a feeling than it is a, you know, like a place, (laughs) right? It's like feeling successful because things seem to be going well or I seem to be moving in the direction that I feel like I'm supposed to be heading, you know? Um, And then it's funny because I just, like yesterday, have been presented with a lot of reminders of a lot of failure (laughs) in my life. (laughs) And it's like, it starts to make me feel like, am I still failing or am I currently failing or you know what I mean? And it's like, I felt like I was succeeding and now I kind of feel like I'm failing and it's nothing has really changed. Perceptions. Yeah. Except for my view. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So how do we begin this process? First, how do we identify if we're, I guess, if we have inappropriate um, perceptions or expectations? Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What are some tools we can use? And I know what mine is, but okay. I'm going to let you talk about it here. <laughs> I'll tell you what my number one one is real quick. Okay, yeah. Go okay. for it. Yeah. It's when I quit trying to do what I thought others expected me to do, uh-huh. and I only did what I feel God was calling me to. Right. Period. Right. And then it didn't matter. The outcome didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. 
because yeah. I don't then know on the, or get on the right course, right the right path again. Yeah, well, and and as he says, his ways are not my ways. So what I would deem as a success or failure, yeah, is far different than what the purpose of him me doing this is of me doing this activity, this event, this process, this mm-hmm. thing is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if it's like, uh, what was Peter's view of him walking on water right after that whole thing happened? Did he view that as a success or a failure? You know? Yeah, I wonder. I, 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 he doesn't tell us, does it, he? No, I know. But I just yeah. wonder if like he was like, oh, man, I got out there and sank. And I wonder if Jesus was like, you got out of the boat and walked on water. You know, like whose view of it was correct or, or whatever. Or wonder what the other apostles said to him. Yeah. You know? Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You yeah. were out there walking yeah. on water. Or like, like you were eat. such a fool. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. How yeah. did that play out? Right. And so which voice are we listening to? I think that's the thing to answer your question. That was my thought that came to mind. It was similar to you. Like, am I following God or am I following some other voice? You know, a worldly voice, the enemy, my own sense of, you know, whatever my own arbitrary sense of uh, gauge for success and failure. Or am I really turning to God and confessing, like, I don't know if I'm succeeding here. How am I doing? (laughs) You know, I was having a conversation with my son the other day, and he's 14 now. So, you know, he's at this weird stage in life where he's kind of left the whole life as a child, but he still reverts to it back Mm -hmm. from time to time. Mm And he wants to think like an adult, but he doesn't have that fully developed brain yet for all that. And so he's in kind of this no man's (laughs) land transitional phase. And uh, I gave him... I. I gave him this quote, which I've appreciated for years, and it's results. I've got results. I know thousands of things that don't work. Oh, yeah. And it's the, the idea. Edison model. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, really, you know, thousands of things that don't work. It doesn't mean that they're bad. Hmm. It just means you've got more clarity because you know it doesn't work. Sure. And I think that's an yeah. idea that we've yeah. lost a sense of today. Like failing forward kind of? Can be. Like trying, yeah. not getting it totally right, but it's helpful and you learn from right. it and it moves you forward. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and I just think that uh, culturally, um, both men and women are really struggling in this area. Hmm. I see it in their health. Okay. I see that in their health. I, see, I mean, I see it every day in my practice. Um, somebody will yeah. come in and they'll say, you know, uh, I had this goal, and I was, like, within 20% of it, hmm. and I was doing these things, and then I went off the wagon and I did this, yeah. and now I'm 50% away, not 20% away or 10% away. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then they beat themselves up. I'm like, yeah, but do you realize what you did for the first time in 15 years of your life? Yeah. Yeah. You made huge strides towards something. You improved something significant. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's finances too is the place where I've seen it a lot. You know, how do you see it play out? I mean, same idea. It's a it's like an arbitrary comparison. It's, uh, <clears throat> it's whatever the standard in a person's mind, wherever that comes from. Whether, like you said, your MSFTPs or whatever. You MFTP. Know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a big one. I think what you see your parents doing usually impacts us quite a bit, especially in terms of money. 
Um, but, you know, then you look at all these um, tech companies selling for billions of dollars. You're like, why haven't I created a tech company that sold for billions of dollars yet? You know what I mean? It's like there's just all these standards out there that we can somehow decide are the standard we need to be comparing ourselves to. And all of a sudden we're in comparison rather than um, comparing ourselves to the one standard that we should be. Okay, so we we screw up our comparative model. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. one thing we do. Yeah. I think it's a big problem, yeah. So what's the course of correction? How do we fix that? How do we identify that we are doing it wrong or hurting ourselves? I, I mean, I think the answer to that question always, it comes back to the same answer for every question. You know, it's like we get in community with people who have understanding of what's going on and hopefully like an understanding of how God operates, at least some understanding of how okay. God operates in us, you know, and helps helps us refocus on him in community with each other and the scripture and everything like those things align. Yeah. You say that. How hard is it to get into the community, though? Mm, I, I mean, yeah, I'm sure that's a I, yeah, I've felt that challenge in my life before. It's huge. It can be really tough. I mean, uh, I'll put it in real terms for you um, from my life. So from, what was it, 2014 to 2017, I think, 16, whatever, um, we lived in Colorado for those years. And during that time, we had struggled to find a church home. I had Mm -hmm. one or two friends Mm -hmm. that I could see on a somewhat regular basis, but I wasn't in deep community with. Yeah, yeah. And it was a lonely place. Yeah. It was that way for my family as well. Yeah. And we tried. We tried many different ways, but nothing was happening. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I wish there was like a simple answer because I definitely don't want to gloss over that one and be like, oh, just pray just, about it and ask God and he'll give you. You know, it's like maybe you won't. I mean, you know, maybe it'll be a challenging period of time. That's mm-hmm. that's tough. That's tough when those you know, we're in those moments. But it also allowed us, I think, um, God used that as a time for uh, for things to become crystal clear. Right. You know, what if there was an issue, it became so clear. It was going, to, it was an issue. Yeah. And then what he did is that those that time of trial, that time in the wilderness, that's how I would <laughs> yeah, yeah. see that, the yeah. time we're, oh, we're in the God. desert. Yeah. Um, it allowed us to move to Kansas City. Yeah. And then when we did, yeah. so many of those other issues have been cleaned up because of the trials and the, the time away that right. we had gone through. And then when we came here, it's like all of a sudden these things that we were longing for were abundant. Started to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading something just last night. It was talking about becoming, not looking for the solution. It was like a relationship thing. Like not looking for the right person, but focusing on becoming the right person. And I think a lot of times those trials are what shape us into the right, quote unquote, right person. Like they make us more closer to what we're supposed to be or, you know, what God has for us. So then Paul says to consider it all joy when you face trials trials of all different kinds. kinds. Yeah, Yeah, because of the increase of your faith, you know, and what it builds in us. So then it's a perspective. It goes back to a perspective shift. Like, this is great. This sucks. And I love it, <laughs> you know, which is so, it's so hard to do. It's just, 
You know, yeah, when, when we think about expectations, we have to realize that this has gone on forever, all centuries. Mm-hmm. It's never, this is not a unique event. And I'm going to give the example yeah. of Jonah. When God told him to go to Nineveh, he got ticked off. He's like, you should destroy Nineveh. Yeah. What are you doing, God? Yeah. And, and God said, go. And God saved Nineveh. Mm-hmm. And Jonah was so ticked off that God saved Nineveh. He went, left the city, sat underneath a little flower thing, and, yeah. and, the, and then God took it away. Yeah. He's like, who do you think made this flower? It's my jo- my choice, my joy, my delight to do as I see fit. If I want to save people, mm-hmm. I will save people. But see, even somebody like Jonah, who had been through some crazy trials, mm-hmm. had screwed up expectations. <coughs> right. So it's normal. Huh. It's normal. Yeah. Who else had crazy expectations or missed a pl- um Well, how about we look at... Abraham, right? Okay. Abraham had screwed up expectations. The apostles, what were their expectations? I just want to be the dude who sits on your right hand. Mm. Yeah. They didn't get what Jesus was really saying, and they were right there with him. Yeah. I think they expected him to overthrow the government and make them ruling everything, you know, and he's like, no, we're going to serve people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. I didn't, yeah. So... Throughout history, we see wars fought over screwed up expectations. We've seen um, Mm. poverty. We've seen um, failures. We've seen uh, persecutions. We've seen all Mm. of these things happen from screwed up expectations. So if it's normal, it does. If it's common, doesn't mean it's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you an example for how this works for me, or has worked. Um, I'm a golfer, you know. I'm a golfer, and 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 we commiserate with you. Yeah, on that exactly. One. It's a love hate relationship, but you know, there's been a lot of times where I've had the key word here is unconscious expectations. So I would go into a round of golf somehow thinking like I was going to play well that day, and and then if, but I wasn't really aware of my expectation. And then if it didn't go that way, (laughs) that's when things could go off the rails, like clubs get thrown or whatever, right? Like just goes bad. Um, And I learned over time that I needed to be consciously aware of what my expectation was for that day, for that round of golf, for example. So that then I could align my conscious expectation with my unconscious expectation and the emotional range was almost eliminated you know it's like it just didn't catch me by surprise you know and I just think that's a big thing for people is to have that level of awareness and that's another place where we can go in prayer and be like okay Lord like reveal what is the is there a false way in me is there something that I have like an expectation that I'm not aware of that's going to cause me to have a poor reaction to something yeah you know, and it brings us like into focus. So how about on our next podcast, we talk about expectation management and then the humility that goes into mm. properly forming humility, yeah. our expectations. Sounds like a plan. Okay. How yeah. can they get a hold of you? Matt at therenegadeatlas.com. And Chad at therenegadeatlas.com. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. Please share this. And if you like it, hit that big like button. <laughs> and if you don't, well, hit it anyway. Hit it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>